Hello, and welcome to the PPR Plus Podcast, your new home for talks about fantasy football players, picks, rankings, plus more. We'll be the three hosts for this podcast, starting with me. Hello, my name's Rob. How's everybody doing? This is Dan. What's going on, fantasy football podcast listeners? This is Raspoli. Uh, three of us are longtime friends and longtime fantasy football players who enjoy playing the game of fantasy football and talking about it. Our goal for this podcast was just for us to be able to talk about fantasy football to others who also enjoy it as much as we do, hopefully share some of the knowledge and experience we picked up along the many years of playing, if we have any. So sit back and enjoy the discussions on this episode of the PPR Plus Podcast. All right, welcome back to this week's... What's the name of our podcast? PPR Plus Podcast. Thanks. (laughs) Okay, welcome back to this week's episode of the PPR Plus Podcast. <laughs> Ooh, boy, we're starting welcome. off strong this week. I'm welcome. I'm struggling. I I don't know what just happened there. That's but, all right. Uh, that's yeah. usually me who does that, but you you could do it sometimes. It's but, fine. Uh, all right, and uh, <laughs> hey guys, welcome back to this week's episode of the PPR Plus Podcast. Uh, that was my third take at this. If you're hearing Slow this, clap. it's because the other one didn't come. <laughs> Me messing it up wasn't as funny as I thought it was. Woohoo! But uh, we're a trio again this week. We got everybody back. Dan is calling in again. Hey, Dan. Hey, everybody. Back at it. One more in the family, but, you know. Yeah, congratulations. Here we are. Congratulations again. I've only seen you about five times since then, but I'll, I'll tell you again. I haven't. Appreciate it, fellas. But uh, let's get the ball rolling this week. We had a long episode last week. Uh me being the editor hopes that we won't have a second one but we'll see um i'm gonna start us off with a quick one that like you know just broke an hour ago or so not a really huge huge news but demarcus robinson who was cut by the raiders the other day he uh, according to ian rapaport is going to be signed by the ravens who as we know definitely have openings at receiver they don't really have any depth it was like all rookies yeah uh he can he can fly. That's about all he does. Uh, so. It's not really super fantasy relevant to me, other than like it's probably better or more beneficial for Lamar than him not being there. Yeah, I mean, just adds another piece. Maybe sixteen I mean, teams, may, but he may he may be the same type of guy he was with the Chiefs. Like he he started and played in a lot of games, but you know, yeah, was never really a focal point. So, but you know, it, it it's another body that is a veteran body which they they could use at receiver because I don't even think they have any veterans. Yeah, definitely warm body. But uh, now that Dan's back, uh, we might as well move on to his team. We got to talk about the Browns because yeah, a lot of news there. Stuff happened. Hey, I mean, I mean, I think from a foot from a pure football. I mean, and again, Rob's used this said this before. You know, if you didn't hear about this and you're playing fantasy football, you live under a rock. Yeah. Um, you know, the suspension got. Uh, pushed to 11 games. It was a settlement between Deshaun Watson, uh, the NFL Players Association, and the NFL. Uh, there was fines involved and a lot of that going to charity. But from a pure like fantasy football perspective and just a real football perspective, especially as a fan, you know, I'm just glad that we have an answer now. You know, I think a few weeks out from a lot of people's drafts, it's good to know kind of where you stand. I, I mean, we we kind of like talked about this before we started recording today. It really makes it makes Deshaun Watson tough to draft, um, specifically in a, in a one quarterback league. I use the word undraftable. Yeah, yeah, yeah in a one quarterback I, I league, mean, I also use that word. Yeah, the, I think we were we were discussing, and I think the only situation that he's, uh, you know, even rosterable, is you know if you 
are a team that's, you know, doing well or, or even doing poorly, right. No matter what situation you're in and it's like week eight or nine and you're starting quarterback, you know, you know, you hopefully this doesn't happen to anybody. You never want to wish injury, but your starting quarterback gets hurt real bad. And you're going to you know say, Hey, okay, here's a starting quarterback for the, the last few weeks of the, of the fantasy season that, you know, has been a stud in the past, but yeah, even that's so still a risk marks. though. Oh, it's oh, well, there's this because he hasn't played football and you know, it's going to be close to two years at that point. Almost two years at that point. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, and, and on top of that, you know, I think another piece uh, that we have to bring up too is the offensive line. You know, we, we lost, yeah, the was, Browns lost two centers in next. two days. Yeah. And so, they're and um, not even just that, that they, they were, they'd already moved on from a center earlier in the off season. Yeah. I mean, the only good thing there is there's been a lot of chatter about potentially, you know, JC Treader returning. They cut right. him for, you know, cap reasons. So okay. I mean, he's still he's still out there. I mean, other teams that like, would be a quick fix, definitely. Yeah, I mean, like he knows the scheme and the system, so that would be an easy fix. I mean, it's it. What's interesting to me though is like a team like the Buccaneers didn't grab him when they had center issues. Um, the center, you know, I, 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 was it was it who was it? Kappa? Jensen. Jensen. Down. Jensen. Jensen. Sorry, I knew yeah. it was one of them, but uh, yeah, I mean, you know. I don't know. So I, I'm wondering might, if the guy is, want... is really trying to play. Yeah, maybe he might not be. He might have wanted too much money. I don't really know what's going on but, behind the scenes but there but uh, definitely something to monitor so you know consensus wise you really one quarterback standard league you, you can't draft Deshaun Watson I think no. we're all somewhat in agreement yes. there complete agreement uh running back we, we got to go through the whole offense because this is this is an entire team that's affected by yeah, this decision this decision single decision but uh yeah running back wise I said it at six games and I'm gonna it and I'm I'm half doubling down on it if that's a real thing. It kind of sounds like singling down, <laughs> but Nick Chubb is still where I have him. I don't think this affects my fantasy ranking of Nick Chubb. I think it's not great for Nick Chubb because they're going to focus a little more on him, but I still think they can run. And I still like Nick Chubb. I have him at running back 12. I think that's still appropriate. I might move him down one. Maybe Zeke's been slowly sneaking up my rankings, but... Yeah, I mean... I feel like the center injuries are more of an issue for Nick Chubb than uh, it's a, it, than it's a big Watson issue, definitely. Because if you were still comfortable with drafting Chubb as high as he's going, yeah, with Watson missing six games, the uh, the additional five games isn't I mean, going to turn the needle or it, I mean, move it, the needle it, it too could. much. It turns the needle on the other running back for me. I don't really like Kareem Hunt. Yeah, I, I mean, just speaking speaking from the from the Browns fans' perspective, I'm less concerned about the center issue the browns do a lot of guard pulling um it's the type of scheme that they've run they still so have I, a lot I think of the guards pieces on the line yeah right so i the guards are, if it if we were talking about wyatt teller or joel batonio i i would be you know saying that's not good mm-hmm. person personally I, I think comparing to last year you know like our short code is baker mayfield played pretty terribly i mean he was injured most of the season and yeah actually injured I, I baker mayfield is probably a good comparison yeah this is right so and that's what i was going to say so i don't think there's any change i would treat the back the browns running back situation for fantasy purposes the exact same way you treated it last year so if you were all in on it i mean chubb had a really good season again if you were all in on it then stay there if you weren't it's i would say it's about the same right because as, as mm-hmm. the guys have mentioned they're going to focus on him. I mean, he's he, Nick Chubb is going to be the guy that they're going to focus on. I think they're still going to mix in Kareem Hunt a lot, but you know, it's going to be similar to last year as far as the situation. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at my rankings. I have Kareem Hunt at 28. Um, he also is disgruntled, right? He he held out. He he yeah. tried to hold in, and yeah. Stefanski, Kevin Stefanski, was just like, "If you're healthy, you practice." And he's back out there, so so he's I mean, looking for something at 28. I can't see how much further down I move him, just solely based on the fact that a lot of the guys below him are guys I'm unsure of. But I mean. I, I can move Penny above him. Penny's a little below him. Just looking at my list right now. So maybe he moves like two or three down outside the top 30. But yeah, I can't yeah. see him going I don't see him moving too that. much, but I also, to begin with, at that ranking wasn't super high on him. Yeah. You know, I know I've seen I mean, people have him higher. Keep keep an eye on the Jimmy Garoppolo situation too, because I think that that is the definite yeah, possibility. I mean, I mean sure, that, that, that props but... him up, because I think he's an improvement on Jacoby Brissett. He is. He will be. He's he's run a fantasy relevant offense before, mm-hmm. but uh, so that's that for the running backs. Uh, wide receiver wise, uh, you can't really see me, but like I'm you know washing my hands of the wide receivers. <laughs> sure. I'm not drafting a Browns wide receiver. I don't care. Amari Cooper even I have him ranked. I, I'm good. Someone else can take him. I don't think he's startable. For, uh, obviously, you know something changes. This it's updated, but I think I have him in, outside my top forty. Yeah, uh, I'm well, at that's, 40. That's deep. That's yeah, deep. I had him at 38 last week with six games. <laughs> I I had him at 28 last week with six games. And I said 38 might have been a little too extreme. Now I'm doubling. Now I'm okay yeah. with it. At does like he's he's gonna move outside the top 30 for me. I haven't moved it yet. I haven't really dug deep into where I'm gonna draw the line, but I can't see him going too many more spots down because. The same way I talked about it last week where you don't want him as a starter, but as that next receiver. I don't even want that, though, until week 13. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we got to see how it goes. I think he's got enough talent to be fantasy relevant for most weeks, even with a bad quarterback. I just don't think it's he, dependable. I look, I look at it right now as he's going to be a glorified version of Jarvis Landry from last year until Deshaun Watson's there. Yeah, somebody you who know, had Jarvis Landry last year, I you have not made that sound appealing. <laughs> I I'm just saying it'll be better I, than what I Jarvis stand Landry by 40. last year. But yeah, I wouldn't. I'm, you obviously can't expect consistent wide receiver two yeah. numbers from him. I mean, the driver in my rankings was I couldn't draft, I couldn't rank him above DeAndre Hopkins, who I had at 40 originally. Agreed. Yeah, I mean, I think I had DeAndre Hopkins at like 31. You were a little higher on him than I was, but I just outright would rather DeAndre Hopkins because even though that's six games, he's definitely not playing. But like, I, at least he's coming back to a real situation. He's coming back to a real quarterback after six weeks, yeah. where Amari Cooper's not getting. Jacoby Brissett seems like a great guy, but yeah. fantasy wise, I don't love him as the quarterback. Yeah, a major offense. And I mean, I think we're gonna get to this later when we talk about like our tips for drafting, right? Because we're in that time of the year. Mm-hmm. This is one of those situations, like Rob, you mentioned, right? I'm washing my hands clean of him. This could be a guy that's kind of ra- rated high on the platforms you're looking at, ESPN or Yahoo, and you're going to think, oh, my God, he was ranked. I'm just making this up. He's a 60th on the big board, and now I'm at pick 100. Like, if you don't want a guy, don't draft him. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Like, we'll get we'll get more into that later, but just kind of like a, a quick a little preview. Kind of, and, yeah. Uh, but that's the way I look at it. Yeah, and none of the other receivers to me are draftable. I don't think that's – yeah, to I, agree with. I mean, again, you're playing super deep leagues. You might have to make sacrifices, but 10 team standard PPR, like I'm good. 
Yeah. Jacoby Brissett is not is not supporting two fantasy. I'm not even receivers. confident he can support Cooper. So yeah, right, definitely but not I, confident. No, but I'm he just saying support, there's yeah. no shot. David and Joku is a little too. bit interesting to me. He's not a wide receiver. Oh, I thought we were. I, I said thought, wide receiver. Gosh, I thought we were going into <laughs> very just, specifically we were said wide receiver. Got it. Okay. I was gonna get, I was gonna cue you and your Joku in a second, All but right. I did. I, did I jumped the gun, fellas. Don't mind me. What I was gonna say is, in terms of tight ends, there's a couple things here. One. Tight end is a desolate wasteland after like seven, so like anybody can be a valuable fantasy tight end. Yep. Two, I liked what Jacoby Brissett did last season with in Miami for Mike Kosicki. Mike Kosicki yeah. had like back to back to back ten target games. It felt I don't know if it was like back to back, but he had like two in a row. Yeah, no, I remember he had, because he had a, I a few games him, with a ton of targets. Like I started him one week because I was just like Mike Kosicki's getting insane target share. Here. Yep. So like. And they had Jalen Waddle there last year, who was yep. a talented receiver. So if he's going to focus the tight end, Najoku is interesting as a fringe tight end option. I know you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they paid him, and then we're going to get Brissette into our focuses. week, our preseason week one news. But like, he was there for every single snap with the starters. So yeah. And it's obvious that Brissett focuses in the middle of the field. He probably yep. doesn't trust himself enough to hit to, to look for those outside. Well, guys, he plays so. that more. Uh, you know, don't take risks, which like. Right. Is he? He's not the type of backup quarterback who's going to be the reason you lose a game. Right. But he's not going to be the reason they win a game either. And those types of quarterbacks tend to favor tight ends because they're big targets over the middle. Correct. Easier throws to make. I do think that someone whose value is not specifically hurt by it maybe helped. I I, hasn't on the help. I say borderline helped, but I mean, it's just leave him level. I would leave him flat. Level is probably fair. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Next on the docket, Miko Hardman. I added this one here. It doesn't look serious. Like a grind injury. He was cart but he was carted off. This type of year is so annoying because like you open, you know, Twitter or whatever social media you're using, or even just turn on the television to a sports channel and you see like guys carted off. off. And like I think we talked about it last week. Like they cart you gotta remember they cart off for everything. S- for everything in the preseason. Yeah. Now that being said, it could still be something, but I monitored this one and they, they're not super worried, but I think it was of note just because nothing's set in stone in that offense right now besides Travis Kelsey. Yeah. So, like, anytime if he's not – if it lingers and he's not a full go week one, somebody could jump him. All this does is bump Sky Moore up a little bit more I for agree. me. I agree. I'm big on the Sky Moore train. I don't think any, anybody else really gets goes up or down from having less Michael Hardman. I mean, MVS potentially getting a little more deep shot. Yeah, that's fair. We can he, we can throw he, him in he there. He would be the speed guy now, as opposed yeah. to him yeah. and I'm, Hardman. I'm not as high on Sky Moore as you guys are. I just think there's there's a lot of mouths that they brought in there. Yeah. Kelsey's going to dominate the touches. Juju Smith-Schuster. I mean, a couple years ago, he was an absolute stud, and he's yeah. gonna. You know, I, I just I agree. I just don't think there's enough for Sky Moore. And I don't I don't think that this moves the needle for me because they they've never trusted Hardman. I, it doesn't move the needle. It's just less. Lots of warm bodies on the field is just a little bit more affirmation yeah. for me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I wouldn't just want to clarify. I'm not drafting Sky Moore, expecting you know to be able to start him this season. That that's that's just where I'm at. Oh. You know, maybe not expecting, but I I'm drafting I, I, in some he's got the upside at start. Yeah, he's definitely an upside guy that has oh, yeah, a potentially good chance as yeah. opposed to a lot of these upside guys. Because they're going to need to throw with that offense in I that mean, division. They're going to need to throw with that offense in that division. There's going to be a lot of points, and Mahomes is still going to get his yards. It's just yeah, going to be also, from Yeah, Hill. also Patrick Mahomes is there. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
I had never heard of him. Who's that? Who's that? Uh, he's. Uh, I think he's. Uh, by the end of his contract, going to be a half a billionaire. Yeah, he owns the Kansas City Royals. Guy sounds like a loser. Yeah, but, he's uh, he's doing a lot wrong in his life. You know, <laughs> speaking of quarterbacks, Zach Wilson. You know, Torres meniscus, bone bruise in the knee. Not. They haven't ruled him out week one, but they're also not ruling him in week one right yeah. now. So obviously, Joe Flacco would be the starter if. Uh, Zach Wilson was not a go. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they are raving about Joe Flacco at camp. Don't get me wrong. But this is... Uh, we know who Joe Flacco yeah, is. Yeah, we've seen Joe Flacco before. I'm not... Guy, guys, Joe, Zach Rosenblatt of The Athletic, okay? He reported Flacco completed 10 straight passes in 11 on 11. Okay? okay. He was 14 of 17 in practice with four touchdowns all in the red zone. Okay. That's great. Yeah, I mean, I can, I can, I can throw another one in there. Garrett Wilson was also came out and said that Joe Flacco, not sure what it is, but he has a more receiver friendly ball than Uh, Zach Wilson. I think his arm isn't that good no more. Yeah, that (laughs) where you can take that a couple ways. You can either say, "Oh wow, he really puts the ball where it needs to be," as opposed to Zach Wilson, or you can say, "He just doesn't throw that hard, so I can catch the ball a lot easier." Look. Joe Flacco's not moving the needle either way. I don't think it like tanks the offense though. If Zach Wilson misses some time, but I did move a couple Jets down a little bit, just because I'm not loving what I'm seeing right now. Yeah, it is. We this just this does just show for me though that you don't jump to conclusions because as soon as I saw this information and I saw the non-contact injury, I almost called the two of you up. I said, let's get the, to this first, and let's talk about Jimmy Garoppolo to the Jets. And then it came out to only be a meniscus, where I thought it was 100% going to be a torn ACL. Yeah, I mean. After looking at it. that We're not doctors, so that's why we, we don't do that. Um, anybody else have anything to add about Zach Wilson? Guys, I just want to say, if you're in a pinch week one at quarterback, if you your quarterback if you are drafted, in a pinch at week one in quarterback, there's an issue. I'm just, I'm just saying. You forgot to draft the quarterback. Game. It's a revenge game for Joe Flacco. Okay? Dude, if we're if week one, I'm in a Baltimore. pinch and I want to get a revenge game quarterback, I'm going to Carolina and picking Baker Mayfield. <laughs> yeah, probably. I'd if you probably really want me to have Joe a revenge game Flacco. quarterback. Super Bowl winning quarterback Joe Flacco. Hey, Rispoli, you're won. a commissioner of our fantasy league, right? Yeah, I can give him an extra bench spot if you want. No, 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 no. Sorry, I was just. <laughs> I want you to lock him in at Joe Flacco. Oh, sure. Because his issue at anything, quarterback is we're not letting him draft a quarterback. Anything after no, 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 anything after round two is trouble at quarterback week one. <laughs> I got the the Jets running back coach talking to his wife about his Jets running backs being Pokemon here. That was oh, I love funny. that. I. Might have done a little more research than I should have into that, but we all skipped past that. Yeah, I mean, I I got I got uh, scoffed at when I was like, oh, it's like more of a fifty fifty job now. Like they're probably going to give it to the hot hand. Like which one's going to be Charmander? And Rob goes, oh, well, their uniforms are green. They got to be a grass type. <laughs> but uh, and then he came out with a lot of Pokemon that I yeah, did not know. Yeah, this is going to be a Robin and Dan. No, discussion. no, no. We're we're skipping. Oh, we're skipping that. We're skipping okay, all right. It. <laughs> that, that was fun for fun for me, honestly, but uh, I, we don't need this. Well, fill me in. I want to know. <laughs> but uh, Drake London uh, is the next guy in the docket here. Uh, 
hurt his knee in uh, the first preseason game. It was the first preseason game. It was right? the first preseason nice game, yeah. He did, yeah. Nice catch. Hurt his knee. Uh, he's been sitting out of practice, but they don't sound overly concerned. That being said, him being a rookie, it's a little concerning because that's time missed. That's yeah, it's a, it's a lose important. lose. Because it is. It's reps. It's reps with the quarterback. It's, it's reps exactly. with the quarterback. He's missing, but you know, Arizona, Atlanta being Atlanta, there's not anybody you're worried about jumping him in time missed. Correct. So it's just the reps that you're you're not getting. Yeah. So it didn't really move him in my rankings whatsoever. Because I, I was low enough on him where he was still an upside guy. Yeah. But, you know, you just don't like to see rookies missing time early in their career just because you need them to get acclimated. Yeah, he's probably not going to – I would imagine he's not playing in week two of the preseason. No, he's I He's probably I not I, playing I, I would, in week three either. I would, either. Guess he's done. I would, I would think he's, he's probably done from preseason yeah. as well. Yeah. Which which is going to – it hurts him just from a, a rep standpoint, as we said. Yeah. Yep. Uh, More, more little injuries. Uh. Let's go over to L.A. Uh, apparently, everybody's hurt, but <laughs> got Cam Akers and uh, I don't remember Henderson's first name right Darryl. now. Daryl Henderson. Thank you. <laughs> uh, Cam Akers and Daryl Henderson both have soft tissue injuries. Now, I think, Dan, you mentioned that Henderson's is a little more concerning to them. Yeah, the Jeremy Fowler ESPN uh, from ESPN reported Cam Akers injury is uh, not considered serious, but obviously with his, you know, injury past. Right. Having coming off the torn Achilles, you know, last off the end towards the end of last off season, you know, they they're not gonna push him through anything. Um whereas, you know, Henderson, I think there was a little bit more concern there. Right. Um, you know, the coach was talking about it as the saying that Henderson was being held out with a soft tissue injury. Um but it's hard to say, you know, a lot of it could be precautionary. So we'll just yeah, I mean, see if anything else comes out. Yeah, it's one of those things you got to, again, wait and see because, you know, they're not going to push anybody in their camp. They're they're a smartly run organization, you know. Both of those running yeah. backs are now back-to-back years of injuries. I'm, I'm sure they're not rushing either one of yeah, them back. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so then, speak, staying on the a- uh, AFC, staying in the NFC West running backs, Kenneth Walker, uh, missing time with a hernia. Uh, Pete Carroll was very specific. It's not a sports hernia, but he did get a procedure done, and I haven't really seen much detail outside of that. So, kind of concerning. It is concerning. I saw that they could still have him for week one. Right, but he's just missing so much time yeah. that, like... I'm just I'm going back and forth on these running backs, like, I know, every I know. other day now, too. Because I, I was tough. about it's to tough. come in and say that, like, I, I started uh, going Walker over Penny. And then, but, and then this comes yeah, out. Yeah, the Walker. talent's there, but if he's banged up, I mean, yeah, I agree. Yeah, I was moving he, up on Kenneth Walker as well. Yeah, I mean, I think you know, Penny. We got to remember, Penny was like I think the most productive fantasy running back the last few weeks of last season. And Correct, but he also had you know four years before that where he did nothing and got hurt a lot. So yeah, he's good. He's good when he's out there. He's just you never want to call a guy injury prone, but that's well, he wasn't even, his, last year was the only year he was good. Yeah, he was bad a couple years before. He had a couple games the, here or there, but the, the more concerning thing for me here is that you know, Seattle beat writers have been saying that Travis Homer is going to be their third down back. Yeah, and I mean, we all this knew is a that, team though. that doesn't have Russell Wilson anymore, so Travis. they're going to be playing catch up a lot. You yeah, know? So Travis Homer may see their, a lot of Homer. Yeah, Travis Homer's been their third down back for like three years now. Yeah, I just I just think the offense is not going to be as good as it was. So I I think <laughs> going out on a limb on that one. Oh, I know. I'm really thankful. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, did you but, see like uh, that preseason game? I, 
I saw that Drew Locke got COVID right before he yeah, was supposed yeah. to start it. I know, like, <laughs> usually you, you don't say, like, I could do a better job. <laughs> but, like, I don't Let's think I could have done Rob. a worse job. <laughs> I genuinely don't think I could have done a much worse job at running that offense. <laughs> yeah. It was bad. Uh, it it moved DK Metcalf down when I readjusted receivers <laughs> just because I, yeah, I, mean, I think Geno Smith's going to win that job. And, ooh, baby. Yeah, that was not pretty. Hey man, obviously Geno one Smith preseason D- game, but Geno Smith to DK Metcalf against the Saints Monday Night Football won me a game in a bar. Didn't like I was watching. Somebody miss a tackle though, and that's why that happened. I did, 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 we don't want to talk about that. Okay. Which, well, uh, I think I played you that. I think I played you that week. You probably did. I have awful <laughs> luck in this in, in our league sometimes. <laughs> I literally needed like ten points, and he had nothing else the entire game except that catch. And I was like, "Wow, I'm glad he did that right off the bat." So, moving moving to more positive injury news now. Uh, the Packers, uh, Elton Jenkins, I think that's how you pronounce his name there. Close uh, enough. Robert Tunyon, Christian Watson, they were all activated off the pup. That's good to see everybody back at practice because, you know, good offensive lineman, top uh, tight end, and another young wide receiver that uh, goes to a team of unproven wide receivers who seem to have a bit of a case of the dropsies. Yes. <laughs> uh, Aaron Rodgers not very happy. Randall with Cobb the... as well. Talk to them a bit about it. Yeah. Now. Use your hands. That being said, you know, we're going with our full conspiracy glass half up or half full here. Remember the last Packers young receiver with a case of the dropsies? I don't, but I'm going to go out on a limb and say it was Jordy Nelson. No, it was Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams. Oh, well. Devontae Adams couldn't catch a cold like his first season there. Well, yeah, I, I mean, that turned out awful, so. <laughs> and, 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 hey, I am going to slam the table again for Alan Lazard, okay? Yeah. Rodgers has been talking him up all offseason. He Amari actually, I, based, there was a, there was a uh, He should a be above Amari that, Cooper, yes. <laughs> there, there was a report, I think this week that Rogers wants Lazard Cobb and Sammy Watkins to be his three starting receivers. So, but only for week those, one. Correct. Obviously those rookies are going to, are going to work their way in. And we yeah, all know because after week one, Sammy Watkins Sammy is going to be there. He's going to put up, well, he's going to put up 45 points. So make yeah. sure he's in your lineup. And then we're going to throw the rookie in for week two. Yeah. It's just, and which we're, gonna, which rookie. And then he's going to run two snaps in week two and his hamstring is going to explode. So, that's just, just how it goes. Got to wait and see, though. It's still super early. But it's nice to see the injured guys back is where that was going. Yeah. yeah. I mean, another Absolutely. another uh, rookie receiver with the case of the dropsies just last year because there wasn't a uh, a white strip on the ball. Oh, Jamar Chase. Yeah. That, that turned yeah. out to be okay, though. I don't think any of these guys are Jamar Chase. L- but no, yeah. but little, they, they will remember how to use there. their hands, I'm yeah. sure. Yeah. Um, and it, could, it could also just be a tactic from Rodgers to, you know, Get their act like you know, step it up. No, know, they've actually better, been dropping. Football. Yeah, I've seen know, a couple I'm, videos. I'm, I don't think he's actually I'm pissed sure. off at them, but they have actually been dropping. Right, right. Footballs. But I'm just saying it. I think it's. Not, I, I do it's, think I'm he is concerned happening. a little bit. I'm not saying it's not happening, but I'm saying I also think it could be like, hey, when Aaron Rodgers is calling you out, you better step your, you better step your game up. You oh, know? definitely. That that's that's I mean, his yeah, job. His, his job as the veteran is to not call out and put on blast, but just like you know, hey, like step up. Agreed. It's the big leagues, but. Just rounding it off here, two quick ones here. C.D. Lamb and Traylon Burks both have minor injuries. Uh, C.D. Lamb's not practicing still, but, you know, is... We, we need him to be healthy. Yeah, like, they're like... not... It, it's like a cut on the foot or something. They're not really concerned. That yeah. being said, he was a big enough name where I feel like we have to mention just mention it. And then Traylon Burks, he left practice, but he did 
come back the next day and practice at least limited, you wouldn't put him back in limited practice if it was anything like they were actually Somewhat concerned serious, yeah. about. So I'm not super concerned about either of those two. Yeah, I'm, I'm not well, either. I, I'm just from a Cowboys fan standpoint. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know. Just please stay healthy because none of our other receivers can. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, you guys don't have this on your version of our uh, outline, but... Oh, baby, here it comes. Because I run this. Not really. I just, I'm, in, I'm the one reading it off right <laughs> <Damn>. now. <laughs> I'm the one reading it off right now, but uh, I feel like we have to talk about Tom Brady. <laughs> and um, did you guys see the, uh, the whole... <laughs> The conspiracy that he's on the masked singer, and that's why he's missing time. Yeah, I I, I heard about it recently. That's funny. That is that'd be awesome. I am. I will say, in all seriousness, though, I am starting. I'm not concerned because there's still a ton of time, but it, the situation's weirding me out a little bit. Yeah, and say what what's below concern, but but above nothing, because that like, that's kind of where I am. It has my attention. Yeah, it's it doesn't got have my like attention. my curiosity yet, but it's like I I am like you know brow raised a little bit. Like, oh, that's which is kind of funny because Bowles is like, "Yeah, he'll be back after the after the second preseason game." And then he's like, "Well, actually, then yesterday, ah, I actually don't really know when he's going to be back." Yeah, ah, as long as he's back for week one. Again, yeah, that's the thing. If they as, the moment he comes back, I don't care anymore because Tom Brady is Tom Brady. But maybe I, I they thought that he wasn't going to make it through the first round of the Mass Singer. Oh, I was like, <laughs> dude, you uh, you got me there, man. I got nothing. Cowboys and their penalties. What does that mean? They, they make a lot of penalties. Uh, we had like 17 penalties in yeah. week one. I mean, you led the league last year in penalties. Yeah. And you want to know what our head coach's mentality was to it? Who cares? Uh, it's, it's just the preseason. I mean, we don't need to worry about it. Like, it is. Yeah, no, it, it is the preseason. You wouldn't need to worry about it except the fact that we had the most penalties last year and yeah. like that should be something we should address. I mean, here's the thing, though. Fantasy-wise, I don't think this means anything. I took a look at it and the leaders in penalties last year. Cowboys, Raiders, Chargers, Cardinals, Texans, and then the Bills. <laughs> well, one of those things is not like yeah. The one other. of those offenses <laughs> is not like the other, but <laughs> you know those are five good fantasy offenses last year. So, as a Cowboys fan, I yeah, I, I was concern. the one that put it on. Yeah, there. yeah, yeah it just pissed worry. me off. To I see Week one news. I understand it. You know, we talk about Dan's team so much. Like, you I, only I get to talk just... about your team a little bit. I never get to talk about my team. You want to know how much I don't get to talk about my team? The only news we have on the Chargers <laughs> is the fact that our backup running back is beating, getting beat out by a different backup running back. Yeah, <laughs> That's the Chargers news of what we get to talk about. But yeah, Isaiah Speller, their fourth-round rookie. Uh, I knew this. I know you added this to the uh, the docket here. But yeah, Joshua Kelly in camp has taken that job. Yeah, for, for for backup running back. But like fantasy wise, I feel like Isaiah Speller is being drafted like he's gonna be the backup. Correct. He he. I mean he he had been viewed that to take that role. It's still very early in camp, but yeah. Joshua Kelly is looking way better. But that being said, for fantasy wise, he's not looking good enough that he's like you know if something happens to Eckler, he's getting all the work. Like they're still gonna split it amongst the three running backs. Correct. Him. So like. But I thought borderline spiller was being drafted like it was his job yeah i mean and i i I just wanted to put like a little pause that's fair they hype up you hype up rookies but like the thing was it it would it'd be tough to actually draft yeah him at all because like he's on the backup running back is spelling eckler 10 carries a game yeah he's he's like a eckler's getting the goal line work flyer at best but But, i i do feel like he could come on as the season progresses yeah 
You want to talk about your boy Damian Pierce or Spoli? Yeah, I mean, he <laughs> he looks good. I mean, he had his limited college career, but like he had 10 yards per carry. And the biggest thing about this was the reason that most rookies don't get the job to start is their pass blocking skills. And he put some some players on their rear ends. Yep. I don't know how PG we are. On uh, their clean. Okay, so yeah, on their rear ends. And uh that is something you love to see for yeah. a rookie going out trying to make that make that a three a three down job. Yeah, I mean, I think you you hit it right on the money last week when you said like he's the only guy you're interested in because of the upside. And we in that first preseason game, you preseason game, you saw a lot of that upside. Yeah. Uh you guys don't get him. He's mine. I called him. I because I, I, I might draft him. You no, might, you're gonna have to beat. You're me. not allowed. I also got our boy Pacheco. I wrote next to it a little note. He looked good too. He did. <laughs> They're still hyping him up. So there's there's not room on that team for four. I know I know you disagree with me, but I think either McKinnon or I mean or I, Ronald Jones is not going to be on I, that team. I, listen, it's not so much that I disagree. I'm just saying that re- I saw reports that said they could keep four. Yeah. I, if they want to cut again, Andy Reid knows what he's doing. If they want to cut one, like uh, um, that's even better. For yeah. The running back, the rookie. Um, I've got a lot of rookies here. Lance McCutcheon. Yes. Sounds like a baseball player. <laughs> But, uh, Andrew's he, brother, you uh, he balled out in that first preseason game. You were wondering, uh, does he find a role with that, that injury to Van Jefferson? Over yeah, there? I mean, five for I think it was five for eighty-seven with two touchdowns and a two-point conversion for just part of the game. Like he's he's trying to make a name for himself. He's trying to make a team. Yeah, because he, uh, on their depth chart, he's like running back or wide receiver seven. Yeah, I like I'm looking at the, I wrote it down. They got Ben Skoranek, Tutu Atwell, Brandon Powell, Jacob Harris, and then Lance McCutcheon. But he might have jumped over Harris, who's been banged up. Mm-hmm. But a lot of these other guys do stuff on special teams for them that make give them the role. And they only kept six last year. Mm-hmm. So six this year would be Cooper Cup, Allen Robinson, uh, Van Jefferson, Ben Skoranek, Tutu Atwell, Brandon Powell. Yeah, but there was a lot of buzz that even McVeigh said that he might make the team, and like looked good week one, yeah, I, I had to put good. him there. He looked no, like the star I, week I one. Mean, I mean, that's what the preseason's for. Looking at these young guys balling out, but you know what? Also, wouldn't surprise me. We got another like Victor Cruz situation, or if you remember, Victor Cruz balled out that for preseason before he made the team. Yeah, he didn't make the team that year, and then like he had that like big touchdown against like the funny Jets, story, true story. I. I uh, held the camera for someone who uh, interviewed Victor Cruz at our school right before that preseason game, and then he ended up making the team. Yeah, but like he that first year, he also had a good preseason, didn't make the team. Then the next year, he came back, had a big preseason, made the team. Yep. So, but, you know, again, deep, deeper leagues, guys, you want to keep an eye on guys who are going to be in big offenses. Absolutely. I, I think another piece to, to keep in mind with the Rams situation, too, is – they have stayed in touch with Odell Beckham. Sure. Not saying, obviously, that's going to be a longer-term thing. He's going to yeah. show up more, like, you know, towards the middle or late in the season. But I mean, if they you, sign Odell Beckham, the book goes, the, yeah, just yeah. goes out the window. But just saying, like, he's not a guy that you're going to be playing at the beginning of your fantasy season, but I don't, I don't know if there's enough time for him to make enough noise and crack the field, barring injury, of course. Yeah. You know, I don't, I, but, I mean, hey, if, he's, if he can make the team and he's playing well, that's great. Yeah, no, it's just, you know, you always want to, you want to be the first guy to find somebody. So it does pay off a lot sometimes to look at these, yep. you know, 
not names, but like, hey, if you hit the name, all of a sudden, you, you got a guy. Uh, you know, I want to talk about a young guy who is a name, though. Uh, let's move over to Pittsburgh over here. So first, I'm going to, before we get to the part where actually an enjoyable part we got to get the kenny pickett stuff out the way yep kenny pickett looked pretty good in that preseason game yeah he, he did. moved up in the depth chart now mike tomlin was very very specific he said this was a plan and it's not based on any performance that he's doing positively or that mason rudolph is doing negatively but he did jump mason rudolph in the depth chart shocking that's not surprising hey. to me because we've seen that offense under mason rudolph, mason rudolph made a mason rudolph made a great throw to george pickens in that preseason game yeah, Touchdown pass. Yeah, I mean, he George did. Pickens is a stud and a half. I think I can make a good throw to George Pickens because he can just catch everything. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not wrong. But, you know, uh, there's, you know, we got Deontay Johnson over there. We got Chase Claypool. And now George Pickens is looking legit. I mean, I said, I'm on record saying last week that he, I think, is a very real chance he's the most talented receiver that came out of this draft. Yeah, absolutely. I, I was going to leave this one to you because you've been the biggest guy banging this drum. I don't think all three of them can be fantasy relevant, though. Yeah, I I put that on here. I don't I, think I three think, can either. But can do you think he can jump one? I them? think he can jump Claypool. I I do too. I genuinely think he, I don't. I didn't love Claypool last year. I didn't think he looked great. Now, new quarterback that can actually throw the ball downfield better than Ben did last year could change. Don't get me wrong, but I think he can potentially beat Claypool out just on pure talent. He's and like the Steelers have shown that they're not afraid to let a young guy beat somebody out on pure talent. Claypool and, came in as a third round. Sorry, Dan, you want to go? No, I was just going to say, and Clay, Claypool's also got on the, on the, on the back side of the coaching, you know? Yeah. Oh yeah. The, I remember there was the one game. The where he thing. Was just, yeah. 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 He just the, needed to get the ball. Not the Neil ball thing. He was uh, celebrating or whatever. Yeah. The, yeah, yeah the two minute warning. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. yeah I think they lost the game. They lost like 12 seconds or 13 yeah. seconds yep. because of it. Yeah. So, you I know, mean, that's, He's a hothead, so if, yeah. if Pickens can really, you know, make an impression and Claypool does, you know, one or two more, you know, kind of boneheaded things, it can happen, you know? Yeah, now, like, am I, you know, definitely saying, like, there's definite fantasy value there? No. No, I am not. Am I saying that he's somebody I might draft as a late-round flyer? Yes. yes Especially in our league, yeah. being a keeper league. Yeah, yes, yes, I am. I will probably draft him as a late-round flyer in a couple leagues just because I, I believe in the talent. Never know. And Mike Never Tomlin know. is a good coach, and we'll put the talent out. Yeah, definitely. Uh, we got one more rookie to talk about here uh, over by the, the big commanders. Yeah, I mean... Sam Howell. He looked good, too. I think he he led not one but two fourth-quarter uh, touchdown drives, and even against the... Uh, what's that going to be, like the third or fourth string? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's good to say. Still it's, good reps to see, yeah. and You'd rather say he did good than bad. Absolutely, and he doesn't have to overtake the the greatest quarterback there, Carson Wentz. I don't think he's overtaking Carson Wentz. I don't either, but... You could potentially see him later in the year if, as I wrote down here, uh, maybe if Washington is down bad late yeah, in the season. Carson Wentz isn't the answer there. He's the bridge guy, and yeah. they want to see what they, they got. And they, Sam Howell, can yep. he be Davis Mills of last year? Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, possibly. They, there's He's got talented receivers there. All right, um... Or was our main focus on some of the preseason stuff? I mean, other things happened, but we've talked. Nothing, like, changing since the last time we really talked about it. We, we definitely will have to update 
our uh, rankings and share them with you maybe on social media. Some one of us will actually get on the our Twitter or Instagram account and, account and use it. Yeah. That how, is. how shocking would that be? None of the three of us are really uh, big into social media, but uh, we're going to have to be soon. Yeah. But uh, what we had in the docket for the rest of this podcast is we just wanted to, you know, go over a couple tips we had. Just like general going into a draft and how you approach a draft and maybe how you approach the season from the draft and whatnot. Like just a couple I, things that we like to keep in mind, things that, you know, we found valuable. Yeah. Little little tips that uh, help ourselves in drafts and could hopefully help you. So, uh, you know, we can go one at a time here and just read some of our tips. Spoli, you want to start us off? Yeah, sure. Uh, I'll start with uh, have a plan going into the draft. I mean, mock drafts are your friend. Uh, just know what you're getting into and don't have your real draft be your first draft. Know who you like in specific areas. I know I've done multiple mock drafts where in a 10-team redraft league, I like being at the later part of the draft this year because I like the running backs going in that area, followed by the receivers going in the next few rounds. If I'm drafting at the front, that strategy may change, but knowing having a plan beforehand is good. <laughs> yeah. And again, it sounds like you, you might think hearing that, like, of course you should, but like, you'd be surprised how many times you get to a point in the draft. And you're like, Oh God, I don't know what to do. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, I agree. Uh, you, you, you must be, you must be shocked how many times, you know, you plan on drafting, you know, your quarterback in the 14th round and you just wait on the guy and, Oh no. Somebody yeah. took him in the fourteenth round. Wait, the plan foiled. Yeah, no. Yeah. Uh, that, was, that was a rough year. It's not a good. Wasn't plan. me, but that was a rough year. We're, we're talking to you, league champ. But, yeah, he uh, he won the league the next year. So wasn't was that two years ago? Slide. That was two years ago. Yeah. Yeah, we'll allow it. It was hilarious. Yeah, I mean, uh, top tip wise for me, I I, I got to go with my first one being, like, I say this all the time, but like, don't be afraid to reach in a draft if you. If there's a guy you really ha- it, it it kind of plays off what we just talked about, but if there's a guy you were set on, and like ADP has him in the eighth round, and like consensus dra- rankings have him in the eighth round, and you know you might feel either a that he's a little higher than that, or b that like the the potential like you the potential's there for more. You think he's a great value. You really want him on your team. Draft him in the sixth. Draft him in the seventh. Don't like sit there and say like well they have him you know he's ranked at 60 or at 75th so i can't take him before i say no take him in the 60s yeah don't don't be that guy to have a late eighth round pick and say like i can't draft him in the seventh round because he's going in the eighth round and like somebody take him three picks ahead of you like and now obviously this doesn't mean you know just reach every round but like do not be afraid if you have a guy you want to go get him yeah i mean kind of kind of piggybacking off that too you know I, it's one of my tips too, Rob. Like, if you want a player, you think it might just be too early. Who cares? It's your team, right? Mm-hmm. Go get, go get your guy. Like, you're gonna kick yourself if you, you know, pass on him and now somebody else reaches on him, right? Because you wanted him. So if yep. you think, hey, I don't think he's gonna make it another round, or you're not even, or you're just not sure, go get him because you're gonna kick yourself when you don't get him. You're gonna be like, wow, I should have just did it. Yeah, no, hundred percent. Uh, you said that was one of yours, right? Do you want to read another one, or do you want to pass? Back yeah, to no. I mean, yeah, and I think the, the one other one I'll, I'll I'll read, you know, for this for this go. Uh, these I have a couple two that are kind of like the same thing, right? At the end of the day, 
I think one of the worst things you can do, you know, at a draft is, is take things too seriously. You know, at the end of the day, you got to remember this, this is all a game. We're doing this for fun. And I think the three of us will all agree that, you know, the draft is one of the most fun parts of the entire season, right? Because the, the possibilities are endless. So, you know, have a plan. I totally agree. Have a plan, have an idea, but don't get angry if things go off script or you have to make changes. It's supposed to be fun, you know, and if you're if you're getting angry or starting arguments or yelling at people for picking your guys, you know, it's going to ruin the experience for everybody. So I think, you know, just always keep in mind this is this is the best time of this, the best, the most fun of the season. So enjoy it. Don't don't get too caught up with, you know, the game itself and just enjoy yourself. I think that that's that's a big thing that I always try to remind myself. This is supposed to be fun. Yeah, Yeah, that's fair. Absolutely. Oh. Smalley? Yeah, I got another one. Uh, another big tip that, again, seems obvious, but like you'd be surprised at how many people don't know the know enough of this. But know your league rules. You have to know, like, are you in a two receiver league? Are you in a three receiver league? What are you allowed to put in your flex? Is it a four point quarterback touchdown or is it a six point quarterback touchdown? Like these are all things that ESPN has one generated like top 300 list it's based on their four point quarterback touchdowns one point ppr and their their set specific rules but if your league has different rules and everybody's using that same piece of paper you might not agree with those because it doesn't apply 100 percent to you so again going with have a plan but like know your league rules and know how to get the most out of out of your rules that some other people might might not uh be utilizing as much. Yeah, I uh you know, the story off of that. I last season one of my leagues like this was wild. I like, almost keyed you into this one actually. Yeah, yeah. Is this the story you were this, gonna say? This okay. Is, yeah, this is the uh the night before the draft. Like you got a text like oh, you know, just setting in stone, like uh, draft at this time tomorrow, whatever. <laughs> we're a super flex league now. I was like, We're a what now? Yeah. <laughs> Okay, super flex. That's wild. Never been in one of those before. Uh, do, you know, obviously going off this tip that Raspoli had here, know your league. So what did a little bit of looking into a super flex league. Okay, it's basically two quarterbacks. So quarterbacks now are a higher priority than like you normally would in draft. Some of these guys should go in the first round. Got to that draft. Other guys in my league didn't know their league. So I got the first quarterback at pick nine. You know, most people are saying you should take these quarterbacks, you know, most recommendations. And I would agree with this, having been in a super flex last year and winning because I had Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes the whole season as my two quarterbacks. So uh, definitely make sure you know what your league's rules are. And not, I don't want to say how to exploit them, but like draft based on these rules. How to make the most out of yes. those extra yep. points yeah. that other Way- teams <laughs> might not... Uh... Way better phrasing than exploit. <laughs> Exploit's just a bad sounding word. Exploit sounds like what you tried to do with a different guy. Was it last year or two years ago? And oh, you mean when I traded for Michael Thomas because uh, I didn't think he wanted Mike. I knew he that was is, upset that, that is, Michael Thomas hadn't played. That is not where I was going with that. I was going with the Taysom Hill in the, in the tight end slot. But Piggybacking off of knowing your league rules, something else you should know about your league, and one of my tips is know who's in your league. I mean, obviously, if applicable, but if, you know, we've been in one of our leagues with the same people for a decade now, and probably even longer, honestly, but, uh, you know, it's one of those things where, like, going into a draft, I'm like, okay, 
these guys are Cowboys fans. They tend to try to pick Cowboys guys. Dak probably is going to go to one of these two. You know, this guy's oh, a Giants a, fan. I got, a, They're good. What's I got up? a good one. Squig, Squigs is going to fill all of his positions before he picks back up running backs, receivers, and yeah, stuff yeah. like that. How many you know, leagues like, did, uh, or how many years did Tom Brady go in like the top yeah, three exactly. rounds? So, like, like you know, it's a couple guys. You just know like, the people. You know, uh, A, I'm not you know, probably going to get some of these guys because they're going to go higher. And that's fine. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm not criticizing. If you want to, I, my previous thing was, if you want a guy, take him. That's fine. But it's more for like me, like, hey, this guy's not going to be here at this point. You can roll him out or he's going to take this position before this point. So like on that swing around, he's probably not taking another quarterback in the fourth round when he took one in the third round. So, you know, stuff like that. Just, just, it's little, little things that can potentially help you out and even just knowing who you're drafting by and how like they think yeah agreed 100 percent. and and kind of to piggyback off going a different route though like if like if if you are really high on a guy and you know that somebody else has already been high on them for years like you may need to reach a little bit ahead of them yeah exactly or if you're doing a fantasy podcast with them and you find out that one of them has Cortland Sutton ranked as wide receiver 15, hey, you're probably not getting Cortland Sutton this year. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> unless you keep him in the eighth round and really screw up my whole draft. Yeah, I could. <laughs> I have power. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, so I, I think I'll jump in now with another one of my tips. Uh, I think it's one of the things that I always try to remind myself too, unless you're in a best ball league, and, and for those who don't know, best ball would mean you draft once and that's your team. No matter what happens, you don't get to add or drop anybody. Um, but if you're not in a best ball league, your team that you draft on draft day is going to look drastically different. If you're an active manager, it's going to look draft drastically different by the end of the season, right? So don't get, you know, upset or locked in on certain players. You know, the guys that you take flyers on at the end, some of them may stick and may end up being good good picks. Some of them are going to be either get injured or have issues or just not really going to be what you thought they were. You're going to be ad dropping players all season, making trades, you know, trying to wheel and deal your way to a title. So don't don't get locked in. I mean, obviously your top few picks are going to have to be your your studs and the guys are going to carry you. But, but yep. your team is going to look very different by the time you're done. Exactly. Yeah. I believe me. I know that. <laughs> I, I think I was. We were looking our keeper league. Like, you get them at where you draft them, but only if you kept drafted them and kept them the whole year. I had like three people that I kept the whole year. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We, we we struggled. Yeah, I mean, it, just at the end of the day, like if you look at your board after and you think you did you drafted terrible, or you look at your board and you think you drafted great, like every, everybody thinks they drafted great. At, you know, at the on draft day. And you'll, you'll, everybody figures it out on their way through. Yep. Exactly. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll pick, switch up the order a little bit here. I'm going to jump in. Sure. Uh, you know, uh, my next one is just, this is just something I've been doing more recently and I feel like it's helped me out a ton, but when you're looking at, you know, again, this is for like more standard 10 team single quarterback. It, this is completely different if like we talked about super flex or more quarterbacks, but I've just found having different plans at quarterback in terms of like, hey, like if a draft is going one way and I'm in like the fourth round and I want to grab a quarterback, who's my quarterback here? Or, you know, everything's going fine. I got other positions there and I'm in the mid rounds and I'm like, hey, let's get a quarterback. Who's my mid round quarterback? Or if everybody's taking quarterbacks and I'm just, you know, grabbing receivers and running backs and everything like 
which of these late guys are am I grabbing in like, you know, round 10 or something like that. Like just have different options. Now, obviously there are some years where like, I know, I think it was uh, a couple of years ago, like Lamar Jackson's uh, one, like his, his second year, I was like, Lamar Jackson's my guy, you know? So obviously I reached a little early on Lamar Jackson, as I said, you know, he was definitely the quarterback I wanted. So I reached a little bit. Mm-hmm. You didn't wait till the 14th round. Did not wait till the 14th round, but I also <laughs> didn't necessarily have a plan because I was like, no, I'm going to take this guy early. It could have bit me in the face. It didn't. So more recently I've been starting to just have general backup plans for quarterback because it's a position where you're really only picking one guy most of the time. So it's easy to make backup plans. Yeah, definitely. Kind of goes specifically into my first one. Just have a plan in yeah, general. Yeah, plans. Plans are nice. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go off of, I mean, quarterback, you only have one, probably only drafting two on the year, if that. I'm going to kind of go towards tight end with a similar strategy. And uh, my tip's going to be, unless you're getting a difference maker week to week, having a, a competitive advantage at tight end, just wait on like tight end and go super late. Yeah, just yeah. just go super late. If it's not going to be uh, Travis Kelsey, uh, a Mark Andrews, wherever you want to draw your line, I think I said seven. Yeah, somewhere around like Zach Ertz or something but like that. But I, I, I may even amend that and say like, I may even only include Kittle and and, uh, and Pitts in that one. I would say if I'm looking at my rankings, I'd say six is the the last one I would be like draft reasonable draft capital on. Because at that point, we're in a 10-team league. Can you even say you're at a competitive advantage if you're drafting the sixth best tight end? Because that's half the half the, uh, half the draft has, I mean, has a, a tight end. At a reasonable spot where like I feel like you can say that if – you know, the wide receivers going are worse than that tight end. Yeah. Because I think Dalton Schultz, who's my tight end six, will have a, with the injuries to wide receiver in Dallas, going to have a decent target share. Yeah. There are just so many yeah. receivers and running backs that, no, that I, fill up understandable. your... Understandable. I mean, again, and everybody drafts differently. And it's all going to depend on, your, on what your roster looks like, right? If you get to that sixth round and you're really yes. happy with where you are, you know, at receiver and running back, and you think, hey, I'd rather take my tight end now than than my first bet. Yeah. Like I'm just saying if you, if you're in a league where you're like kind of standard two backs, two receivers, one flex, right? And you're at the sixth round, you've filled those first five positions. Hey, if you'd rather the tight end over that next kind of like that guy in the next tier of like yeah. backup receivers or running backs, then do it. Yeah, I feel you know, like, if uh, you don't, move on. You know, and uh, again it needs to be said, these are this is Raspoli's tip. This is how he drafts. There's yeah. no real set way to draft. There's basically make your line at tight end, and anybody past that, or you don't, you don't feel like he's going to be a locked in week to week starter. You don't need to draft somebody in the eighth, ninth, tenth round where you think he might be solid and he might end up being tight end eight. You're going to find somebody in the fifteenth round that may end up being tight end eight. Yeah, that's fair. I yeah, I agree with that. Honestly. Yeah, I'll I'll stick with the tip, kind of staying on on the positional side, um, and this may be self-explanatory to a lot of seasoned fantasy fantasy football players. But for anybody new or trying to figure things out, please, 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 don't draft a kicker in defense until the end of the draft. If your league is still using kickers and defenses, yeah, a lot of them are yeah. a lot of them are phasing them out now. I mean, it's over the last few seasons. The top defense from the season before, even though a lot of pieces have stayed the same, has not been the top defense the following year. So the teams that, you know, are picking in the 10th round or grabbing 
let that let other people grab that top defense in the 10th round, right? It's just an extra position player that you can take a shot at that may end up being a, a league winner for you. You know, there's no reason to be spending your time drafting kickers and defenses early, right? You're going to flop through them all season long. You're going to pick a kicker. He's going to have three great weeks. Then he's going to have a terrible week, and you're going to say, I need a new one. Yep. You know, and you're, and you're going to be playing matchups on defense. Hey, they're playing – you know, this team is playing I, – I mean, I'm, I'm trying to think like the worst teams. Like the, the Texans are probably still not going to be a great offense, but they may be better than the Bears. The second. But the, the Bears is a good one, right? Teams that you just know are not going to be great, and you'll figure this out as you go, right? You'll find out which teams are not going to be so great on offense, and you're going to try to play matchups. So don't, don't waste strong draft capital yeah. on kickers and defenses. I, I, like I said, hopefully that's self-explanatory, but – yeah. yeah, I mean, especially defenses in that sense. I, I feel like there hasn't been a really a, a number one defense two years in a row since, like, the Legion of Boom. Yeah, it's and, been, a, yeah. been a bit. And now, the Rams have been actually fairly – maybe not one overall, but they've been drafted high and finished high the last two years. That's fair. That being said, I, I also still subscribe to the don't waste draft capital on the defense thing. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, you know, they, those aren't going to be league winners. <laughs> You know, they're the most heavily not. rotated uh, yeah. positions in your fantasy football uh, lineup roster for a reason. They could be league winners sometimes, though. But yeah, that's never, fair. It's never but, usually the guy drafted. That's true. Well, there uh, was Rob, that. Robert, Robert, are you talking about Vince Wilfork's fat middle finger? No, I was talking about the one year that like I picked up <laughs> the Patriots defense in like week four and they averaged like 19 points a week. I thought you were going to say the Jaguars, I think. Yeah. So, like week so, two, so, I think you picked them up. I think the year before, probably. For for our listeners, uh, a few years back, Rob, my wife used to be in our fantasy football league, and uh, she made it to the final against Rob. And the the, the week had concluded, and it, you know Rob had won by a point, but then there was a stat adjustment that Vince Wilfork got a fingertip, yeah, on on a Nick Folk field goal. Yeah, that was that was a wild for, stat correction. They yeah. gave him credit for a blocked kick, which. And Caitlin had played the Patriots defense at the time, and uh, she got two points that flipped. Instead of winning by a point and winning our fantasy football championship, Rob lost by a point. Kind of hilarious. Yeah. Uh, So. What else we got? I'll I'll roll into my next one here. I love how Rob just ignored that story. It was like bad. He's he's over here salty in in his chair. It's fine. Rob Rob immediately, let's just get to the next one. (laughs) <laughs> uh so a big one for me i i, I got it hit me last year but uh something that like i've started to notice is like don't get like too caught up in a name you see potentially falling or like you feel like should have gotten drafted already but like didn't like just because you know somebody is a big name that doesn't mean like he's a good player or just because people other people are hype on somebody that doesn't mean that the hype is true Everyone's wrong all the time. There are guys that I've hyped up on this podcast that are probably going to be bad. There are guys that I've, yeah, I've hyped up that, sure. are pro- that are going to be good as well. So, you know, don't just be like, don't just look at a guy and just be like, oh, I feel like he should have probably been taken a little earlier. Like, I wasn't planning on taking him going off your plan here. Yeah. But like, don't just take him just because he's there. Now, obviously, if you think like, hey, this is where I have him ranked. I do still think he's a valuable player. Sure, go for it. Guys fall all the time. Sometimes you get great value because a guy fell. 
Like Brandy Cooks fell. Yeah, I was gonna say I, yeah. I I have that I have that story. Yeah, Brandon Cooks fell like the eleventh round and he was the top twenty wide receiver. So that was great value for a guy who fell. And like I know you had no real plans on drafting. Yeah, because it's usually not how I draft in, in the later rounds that like he was like a secure, he was gonna get his targets, and I didn't think he was gonna do as well as he did. Obviously, nobody did. Yeah, right. But well, he got to the eleventh round. No, none of our, us ten yeah, did. <laughs> but but he fell, and at some point, it was like, all right, well, he's he's got a target share, but I don't think that's really what you're talking about. I think it's more of like you are really low on a guy, and then I mean, it's 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 a couple things. It's I'm really low on a guy. It's you know, if you're basing it like I know sometimes I like to look at like a generic top three hundred projection that mm-hmm. we use. If a guy's high on that, but like I don't agree with it. Don't just take him because it's been like... Because he's number one on the... Yeah. Uh, yeah. Now, like, sometimes that works out. Like, I think like, Dowell Henderson's, like, breakout year when uh, Cam Akers' rookie year when he got hurt. Like, I got him in, like, the 12th round because I was like, I feel like somebody should have taken this guy already. Like, I had no plans. But that was because by that point I was like, hey, now I feel like he's a valuable pick at 12. Yeah. So I'm going to take him. But don't just hey, take I him because mean- it's a name. Correct. I can I can I can kind of give you this is not as big of a drop, but I can give you an example just from last year, right? In our league, Miles Sanders fell a couple rounds past where we thought he was gonna go. And I got I fell into the trap of yeah. huh. I think I picked him. I don't remember if DeAndre Swift got picked before him, but I he think did. I picked Miles uh, I didn't remember, but I, it was pretty close, I think. It was I very said, close. Oh. I feel like I it think was. you guys both went the fourth or I just I know Sanders might have been the fifth. The the guy and who I said picked to myself, Swift was you know, between the two. Yeah, and I said, huh, like I fell into the trap. I didn't want. I didn't want him, but I'm thinking, huh? Here's a starting running back that right. I don't want any part of, but here he is, and I picked him. You know what? He was in and out of the lineup. I could never decide whether whether or not to start him or not. Was he going to have a good game? Was he not? Was Kenneth Gainwell going to like? If you're trust your gut, that kind of jumps into one of my other tips. So same, just like Rob said, I, mean, I think we alluded to this earlier. If you don't want to draft a guy, don't do it. <laughs> and I, I guess you like know? to piggyback off of that, like. Both of the situations where me and Rob said ended up being a good thing, that was the 11th and 12th round. Right. The one where where Dan's saying, like, it wasn't well, like, as good is ended like, up being a fourth or fifth rounder. Yeah, so I mean, like, if you want another negative, last year I was in, like, the fifth round of our draft. Like, I'm going to take Debo Samuel. I believe in Debo Samuel. And somebody mentioned that Brandon Ayuk was still there, and I'd been hyping up both receivers the whole offseason. So and Ayuk was higher on the Ayuk is higher on the consensus. So this was you, Respoli. This was me. I, so I don't you know go if like, you were to throw oh, me under the I, bus or not. This, I I know who we're you're gonna. I mean, it wasn't like you did it wrong. I didn't. I said, oh, I, I know you who Rob's picking. Yeah, and he you go Ayuk, and I was like, well, I wasn't gonna pick Ayuk. I was gonna pick Debo, but I guess Ayuk has fallen now and was like rated high. And then we all remember Brandon Ayuk last year. He got like. One catch through like the first three weeks. Hot start. Yeah. And Debo was like a top fantasy wide receiver. And here I am kicking myself because I valued Debo higher, but I got caught up in a name falling. Yeah. Who ended up? Uh, you. Who and, ended up getting yeah. <laughs> Debo? Wow. Yeah. You want to know why? He drafted him and he looked at him and he goes, yeah, you were really high on him. So I feel like he's probably going to be good. Yep. That's uh, what I said. And that may uh, that was. may go into a tip that I'm gonna say that yeah go for it roll into it yeah Debo actually ended up on the wrong side of a tip that I'm gonna say but the oh, only yeah, reason yeah. the only reason that 
I went against this tip is because I was scrapped. I was I was scrapping for players. I also feel like this tip didn't screw you that bad. It did, it ended up not being bad, but I knew at the time of the trade I was giving up what I am about to say not right. to do. Yep. And this is after the draft, but during your season, when you're trading for players, to the best of your ability, always try to come up with that best player in the trade. If you have to do a two for one, if you have to do a three for two, do whatever it takes to get the best guy out of that. Because at, at the end of the day, you can only start a certain amount of players. And yes, your bench could be the best bench in all in the whole league. But once those bye weeks are done and you have those starters locked up, you can only play a certain uh, number of them. And at one point, I had to trade away Debo, who was, I think, the number five or six receiver at the time, who was just catching every ball that went his way. And I traded him away because I had... CMC hurt, CEH hurt, and Montgomery, Montgomery hurt. hurt. And I just could not find a starting running back. I didn't have um, any of their handcuffs, which I typically don't like to do, but uh, yeah. bit me in the butt. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and then I had to break this tip that I, that I usually like to stay on the correct side of. Now, I ended up getting Leonard Fournette in the deal, and it ended up working well. But after the trade, it ended up being that I traded away the best running back in that draft because yeah. Debo turned into the best running back in, in second best running back in fantasy football. Yeah, I know you, you've always been fairly big on the try to get the best player in a trade deal. Yeah. I, I don't always subscribe to that, but like, you know, it just that doesn't mean it's wrong or anything. I just, you know. Yeah. yeah, like I, I know you've told me that a couple of times. You're like, oh, what do you think of these trades? I'm like, well, I mean, yeah, it's probably a good trade. You're like, I don't love it because I'm not getting the number one guy. I was like, fair. Yeah. If that's, you don't love it, don't love it. You know, there's no correct way to trade. Well, there is, but like, just don't make dumb trades. Yeah, I mean, do what you think is going to be the yeah. best. But If like, you think you, you're winning a trade, that's fine. That That's good enough of a trade to make. There was another trade that I made last year on the correct side of this where I gave up at the time where I thought was a a lot, but ended up being getting the number one running back in fantasy football in a 16-team league. Yeah. I gave up Dalvin Cook and, at the time, Tyler Lockett, who was on again, off again, and, and went off again off. for three straight weeks. And then he put up a, I want to say, a 25-point week. And I was like, I need to trade him. I need to trade him. I need to trade him with somebody so good high. and get somebody better. And uh, ended up getting Jonathan Taylor in a 16-team keeper league. So... Um, I think I got one last one here. Uh, this one's like a very weirdly specific one, but, uh, it, it can play for running backs. It mostly plays for wide receivers though. Don't draft all, you know, risky high upside wide receivers mm -hmm. or all safe PPR guys because, you know, uh, risky guys are going to win you week to week, but they're also going to lose you some weeks. And the secure guys probably aren't going to win you a lot of weeks, but they're also never going to lose you a week. I like to find some balance between the two. Like, my favorite thing to do in terms of having, like, even just wide receiver one and two, I love to have, like, Keen I mean, they're playing the same team, so it's not the greatest example, but it's, it's I feel like, two poster childs of these two receivers. Yeah. I love to have, like, a Keenan Allen and then a Mike Williams. Because Mike Williams is going to have a 40-point week, and the next week he's going to catch one pass. Yep. But, like, Keenan Allen is catching six passes a week, regardless of good week, bad week. Sometimes he gets an end zone, but, like, he is getting six catches. 
And I like to have those two guys because, like, you know, as you get later, it's going to be more and more mostly high-risk guys. So I like to, A, have, like, that big, you know, safe guy early. But also just, like, you know, when bye weeks start showing up, like, it's just easier to be like, hey, look, this guy's going to get me 10 points in a PPR league. That's fine. I, I My other guys can win me this week. He's got buys, too. Like, that, that's going to be good. You need at least one or two of those guys on your team, I feel like. Yeah, it's definitely good to diversify it. it the high floor, high ceiling balance. It's less applicable for running backs because at a certain point, everybody's just a high, a high upside guy. Yeah. I mean, James White used to be like my I was going to say, you can, you can play it a little safer by getting more of a PPR guy if yeah, you're in a just, PPR league. There is less and less of those now. Definitely. But James White used to be, yeah, be my like, all right, in the 10th round, I can draft James White and like, guy's going to be okay. Yeah. As a backup. Yeah, I mean, I can kind of piggyback off of that with yeah, my last tip is don't draft players that you're going to have trouble cutting in like weeks two or three if they aren't doing as well as expected. If you're drafting a lot of floor guys where you have a lot of floor guys, kind of like what you're saying, and you're going to be like, oh, but he's going to get me nine, yeah. nine, eight points. Uh, is he going to make your lineup or is he not going to make right. your lineup? Yep. It's, do you want to draft draft an MVS? Do you want to draft somebody who's going to, you're either going to see the target share or you're not going to see the target share. If it's a running back, is he going to get the carries? Is he going to get the, the receptions or at least the targets? You want to see that week one or two. And if you don't see it, you can, you can't be in a situation where somebody balls out that isn't on a team and you look at your team week two, week one, week two, week three, and say, I don't, I don't know if I want to take the risk on this because I have all all of these yeah. players who might do okay. Yeah, I agree. It's it, it's annoying when you have to cut somebody and you struggle to find like eighty seven people, to, a bunch of people to cut. So I find myself in those situations a lot. So I definitely don't mind at the end of the draft being like, hey, I'm going to take this guy, but I also know that like. Should I have to? Yeah. there's I can cut the leash. It's and usually I fall into a different scenario where I have to break this rule too is because I love to draft players who are either injured or suspended. Or suspended. I love suspended players yeah. because it's if you can get them late in a, in a situation it's where hilarious. they don't start and then they're going to go into a starting role when they're back, like... Yeah, it's hilarious. Yeah. Knowing like knowing your league, I'm like, okay, that guy's suspended. He'll be on Raspoli's team probably. 100%. <laughs> just, we'll just keep in mind with that too. Uh, like a, lot of, a lot of leagues now use IR spots. Yeah, um, yeah. Suspended players are not typical. Well, I know ESPN. I'm not sure about Yahoo, but I think it's the same. Typically, suspended players are not eligible for those IR spots. So, you know, you can't be that guy who also sits there and says, oh, I'm going to grab these two or three guys who are suspended six games. You know, because you, you may need that those bench spots, yeah. you know, at the beginning. So just keep in mind, yep. you know, it may be smart to, to, you know, grab one of those guys. But if, you, if you're grabbing, you know, more than that, like yep. if, for example, you know, I mean, obviously this is no one. We said that he's undraftable, but if you draft like a Deshaun Watson, it's 11 weeks that you're going to sit there. Yeah, or 12 weeks, I should say. And you can't even you, put him in the in in the IR. Yeah, it's it's going right. to be filling up it's the bench just, spot. And, exactly. And so you got to be make sure you can afford it. Got to be careful when you uh, use those IR spots. You use them wrong. Tommy Pham's going to come and slap you across the face. Big facts. <laughs> you don't want to be uh, Jock Peterson. I Jock, Peterson. Yeah. Jock Peterson. But I, I was really thinking about Mike Trout having well, to. He was the commish. Yeah, he had to be put in that situation where that was that was obviously Mike Trout's uh, number one concern in oh, May. Clearly wasn't winning games. Yeah. 
And that'll do it for today's episode of the PPR Plus podcast. Thanks for joining us today. If you want to reach out or have any feedback, we can be found. Our socials, our Instagram is at PPR Plus pod. And Twitter is also at PPR Plus pod. The, pu- the plus is the word plus, not the plus sign. Uh, be sure to follow us on whatever podcasting app you use so that you don't miss any of our episodes. And uh, until next time, we'll be seeing you.